previously on the Sports Refuge Podcast. To make friends as an adult, and I feel really lucky that I stumbled into a great crew of friends playing hockey who are like the smartest and the coolest people, and I'm so lucky. And this is all to say that hockey is a super fun sport. From Delaware, almost live, this is a Sports Refuge Podcast. This is the weekly podcast featuring interviews with guests discussing their connection to sports. And now, here's your host, Earl Holland. 90 episodes in and a new episode of the Sports Refuge Podcast is back on the feed. I'm your host, Earl Holland. Sometimes the best creations are the ones that want to fill a need. That's the story of how three friends, Willie Marks, Ben Stecker, and Michael Michaud came up with the idea of their fantasy sports website, Encore Fantasy Games, during the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic as sports leagues and tournaments were shutting down, leaving a void for people looking to get their sports fixed. In this episode, I talk with Marks, Stecker, and Michaud about how the project developed from its inception, what their growing pains have been, and what their future expectations are for the website. And now, my interview with the founders of Encore Fantasy Games. Here with me today are some representatives and founders of the website EncoreFantasyGames.com, and I really appreciate you guys being here. One of my guests you met recently as we did the St. Louis Cardinals interview, and that is Willie Marks, along with his partners Ben Stecker and Michael Michaud, and I really appreciate you guys for being here and, and taking time out of your busy schedule so we can talk a little bit about what Encore Fantasy Games does and just get a little insight as to how it came to be and what people can expect for it. Well, Earl, thanks again for having us on. I had a lot of fun in your podcast. And again, you know, I, I mentioned this offline, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it online. But I don't think the Cardinals have lost since I was on your podcast. So there's got to be some good luck behind the scenes of uh, the Sports Refuge podcast. But yeah, we're the three founders. I'm the COO. Ben Stecker is the CEO. He's the mastermind, the fantasy wizard behind the scenes. And then Michael Michaud is also our third partner, is our CIO. And yeah, we're really grateful for you having us on. We'd love to talk more about the product and what's out there. So happy to take it any direction that you want. Oh, definitely. I really appreciate it. The first thing I wanted to do is start off with just asking you, what led to the decision to create uh, something like Encore Fantasy Sports? And really, what was the brainchild of it? I can jump on that one, Willie. First of all, thanks for having us on, Earl. It's great to be here. Great to chat with you and really kind of talk about Encore a little bit. It's funny how things come around for us. You know, I've always been the probably the more avid fantasy player of the group. And I think like everybody, when COVID hit back in 2020 and, you know, March, April 2020 and sports started to dry up and in a hurry, you know, whether it was March Madness or whatever it was, we started looking around for something to kind of get us through. And there wasn't anything that really anybody had out there. So I kind of came up with a new modified historical fantasy season long football league that I put together. And I, I came up with my own method for pulling stats and pulling data and putting together the outcomes. And I mean, we had a bunch of guys, I think we had like 22 guys who were in the league. We joined together, gave us something that we could do, even though there wasn't live sports going on, it gave us the ability to bring in this historical nostalgic element of sports and just kind of have something that we could do during the pandemic. And that's really what started the entire process. Uh, you know, from there, we've added a lot of things that we felt were missing in the fantasy sports world to our site, social elements and all that. But that's really kind of where it launched for all of us. Ben, I think the word you're looking for about last spring was jonesing. You were jonesing. <laughs> we were jonesing. Yeah, that's what spurred it on. Necessity is the mother of invention and you needed some sports action in your life. 
So when it came to the creating, how did you guys go from the ground up to building something like this? I assume it took a lot of work and creativity. I mean, how many hours did you guys spend brainstorming something like this and putting together a website and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, the, the gameplays of it um, and sort of the creativity behind that, it kind of comes a little naturally. So that part and coming up with how you do it and how you utilize historical player data and what we knew we wanted the site to look like because of what we've all experienced with other fantasy sites and what's lacking and, and maybe what we want to see more of, whether it's the transparency, that all kind of came together pretty quickly and pretty easy, which is when we knew, well, we have a product here, now we need to build it. But the hours, like you're talking about, that comes from the build side of things. And you really don't realize how much is goes into building a, a fantasy site until you're in there working on it. And, you know, with our developer and with everything that we had, you just build something and you'd be like, oh, I forgot about that thing that I just took for granted. Or, oh, I forgot about that thing that I just took for granted. And it's been a lot of fun to kind of do it, to get in there and build it and, and know what it's like to do that. We're still a work in progress. We have some great games on there that we do now. We have some social elements that are working right now, but we're certainly still probably in our, our post-beta mode and we have a lot more great things that we're going to be bringing in. But that's where the, the heavy work comes from. The other guys can weigh on that too, but it's just been the building of its side, right? Yeah, and early it kind of started as a spreadsheet. You know, Ben had this master plan of, you know, how can we get some sports fixes while sports have basically ceased to exist? And it sort of evolved in stages after one of the guys who was in the league approached Ben and said, hey, Ben, I really think you have something here. You know, you have this historical fantasy game where you can have Michael Jordan or you can have Eric Dickerson on your fantasy squad. And that was sort of our first piece of the puzzle, if you will. And then, you know, as we're actually having discussions weekly about, okay, so if we can find some investment, what would we really want to do? And after we we're able to find, you know, some friends and family money and brought on a developer and really started to put this thing to work, we decided, you know, there is this huge space for a social element inside fantasy sports, because I don't know about you within your fantasy leagues. And, you know, I'm sure Earl, if I had to guess, you play fantasy all year round. But if you're in football, you sometimes, you know, as you get older and you have more responsibilities, the only time you're talking to some of these guys is while you're having the fantasy season with them. And so we really are, are focused on building a, a completely social, interactive platform where you see your trades and your player ads and your leagues and the pools you're entering all on one centralized platform that you don't need to go anywhere else. You don't need to go to emails or text chains or group me's or, or whatever. We're building it all on one platform. And we really hope, you know, in our hopes and dreams down the road, that it becomes the premier place where you can see the activity that's going on throughout all of your friends and all their fantasy and online gaming activity and that kind of thing. So it did kind of was built in stages a little bit. And we're still working hard every single day, every single week. So we can't wait to get to a finished product. But, you know, we'll always be thinking of new ideas and how to make it more interactive and more fun for the common and the advanced fantasy user. Before we go ahead a little more and talk about the historical aspect, because I'm very curious about that. How did you guys come up with the name Encore? And what were some of the other options that you guys thought of and spitballed and tried to look at and like, well, that might be a little too close to a copyright thing and, you know, not getting dinked for trademarks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Encore kind of made sense because it, it does tie into our historical side, which is we've got all these players that were once greats in fantasy and we're making them great in fantasy again. So they're coming back for an Encore. So it really fits into that. That's where we land on that. Plus, you know, Encore Fantasy Games, EFG, it's the only fantasy site that's in the alphabet. So you got that one going for you, too. So, you know, there's a couple of things going for you on there. I'm trying to think of some of the other names that we were th kicking around. My Michael, do you remember any? No, I was I was just trying to think about that. I, I feel like Encore came to us pretty quickly. And like you said, the alphabet thing, and it fit nicely with like 
you know, what we had started with. So I don't know if we, you know, this wasn't like, I, I think we did have others and I'm sure there's a Google doc out there somewhere with a bunch of names that aren't that great. But I think this one came to us and I think it was definitely the favorite at the beginning. So uh, yeah, I don't, I can't really remember any that we came up with that we didn't use. I almost want to say the only one that I remember was like play again fantasy or something like really stupid that was just completely, yeah. you know, nonsensical. <laughs> um, and then we we evolved into, you know, something a little more traditional, like an encore that made sense to, I think, all of us at the same time. But yeah, I think initial three were really, really dumb and, and boring and nobody would probably take a, <laughs> take a chance on us if we actually use that name. Yeah, I was just curious because sometimes when it comes to different ideas, even coming up with my blog name it took me a while i went with one and then that got locked up in a whole website thing because eventually the person who owned it they never renewed and then it was just one of those things where it's parked and it was a pain just try to exchange it and get it over so i just came up with sports refuge so you the big time now earl once when people are trying to keep you from using your name it means you made oh, the big time right well not so much it's just like it, it would seem like it was much more of a pain just to get the the domain name and everything yeah. else and yeah and that way it just kept all the same initials and just you know basically but but yeah i was interested you talked about the historical part of it and how you're able to use people such as michael jordan or eric dickerson if you could go a little more and elaborate about that how does that work and then how does that play out yeah, so you can play historical fantasy on some sites that are out there right now. There's a lot of people out there that will offer up, you know, you come on here, we'll simulate the games. You know, you'll you'll have weather in Fenway and you see what would it be like if we simulated, you know, Pedro Martinez pitching against Babe Ruth and you can do that whole thing. It's all simulation based and it's interesting and it's, it's intriguing. We simplified it. Uh, what we do is we take for any sport. And right now on, on the site, you can play, we'll use historical basketball because we have our historical NBA season longs on there. You can go and play. But what we do is we've imported every NBA legend, give or take into our system. And you can draft from all these players. And every night we go through and we randomly populate one game from that player's career game luck. So you could get, you know, Will Chamberlain's 100 points. You could get Michael Jordan's game from the Wizards where he wasn't as good. You could get any of those games, and that's your that's your box score for the night for fantasy. And so what it is is it's real because it happened, and it's nostalgic because once those games hit, you can kind of look at it and be like, oh, I remember watching that game in person. That's pretty cool that I got that. And it's also awesome to be able to see Jordan in a lineup with Larry Bird in a lineup with Kawhi Leonard and seeing what that looks like. And so it really brings a lot of those things together. And so we have that ability to do it with NFL, with MLB, with NBA, and we're gonna be rolling those games out. Right now you can get a group of buddies and go play a historical NBA game and use that sort of, that method that's in there. We do it all for you every night. And the good part about it is there's no bye weeks, there's no injuries. So you can draft your lineup and set it and you're gonna be competitive every week. Or you can go in and get creative if you want to, you know, have fat liver on there instead of whoever else you got in your lineup. You know, you can go in and mix and match it. You can put all those players in. So there's there's that element of action if you want to be in it. There's the element of nostalgia. And then there's the you don't have to be tied in every night checking your lineup like you normally would in an NBA fantasy league or you would in an MLB fantasy league because it takes care of itself. 
Yeah, I'd be curious to see what it'd be like having LeBradford Smith play. That's a, a name blast from the past that if anybody <laughs> who doesn't know who he is, look him up. He got torched by Michael Jordan one night just because he talked trash uh, after he held or after he scored 20 some odd points on him. But yeah, I've always wondered what the Matt, I assume your background. How did you guys use your backgrounds to sort of formulate something like this? Because already it sounds like a lot of math. And I go back to my old journalism days where I was told there isn't going to be a lot of math involved. So I can only <laughs> imagine that there is a, a lot of stuff that goes into it. And a lot of these things are basically up your alley and, and from your experiences and your careers. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a math background. I'll tell you that much. I was supposed to be. It's funny you say that, Earl, because I don't think any of us have a math background. I yeah, I mean, I was supposed to be a history teacher. I don't know what you guys were supposed to be when you grew up, but I didn't even make it that far. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm in advertising now. Willie's in government and Michael's in, uh, well, Michael's in kind of both fields, a lot of different fields, PR and government and this. And so we're sitting here. I mean, none of it really lends itself to the fantasy world but coming up with a game for me was pretty easy because it was like well how do we find something that is real and not just a simulation because simulations are okay but at the end of the day it's fake like it didn't happen so so it's 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 hard to get excited but i don't really get excited about my madden score being like a real thing i mean it's fun to play madden but it's not exactly like i'm like hey check out this 73 points i put up in the first quarter but I wanted something that was that was more based in reality. And it became pretty it's pretty easy to just go in and be like, well, there's all of this data that we have that's out there. And we can see all these guys box scores and we can pull from that and, and relive it. And I think that's a big part of fantasy sports is that nostalgia side of it. Yeah, I know you guys talk about the spreadsheet and everything. How did that integrate into the whole system? And I can assume there's a lot of algorithms and stuff like that. Again, throwing out math terms a little bit that I do remember from school. Uh, I can only imagine that that had to be a lot. How did you input all that data and everything? And how is it so accessible to put all that stuff in? So basically, we talked to someone who's much smarter at algorithms <laughs> and uh, coding than we are. The developer that we started working with last summer, we kind of explained what we had in mind and it involved scraping some data like publicly available data and then just setting up a system that grabbed those games randomly granted this would have been a bit easier if any of us knew how to code or knew any of these things but we don't so um and we've discovered that even if we were to try to teach ourselves it would be a while before we could do any of it but we basically could just kind of talk it through with someone who knew what they were doing and be like this is our vision of what this can be is this possible how would you do it and then we just work through a bunch of prototypes with them. And it's kind of like a guess and check situation a little bit like, oh, no, it needs to be a little bit more of this or tweak that. And so that was kind of our experience. Also, you mentioned the person you worked with. Are they immersed in sports? Because that makes it a little bit easier. That way you're not feeling like you're talking a completely different language like they are talking to you about coding and, and things like that and all the algorithms. Ben, why don't you take that one? <laughs> We've had a good development team start to finish. Some that are more uh, involved in it and then some that are less. And so it's been a good balance for us that we've been able to kind of guide through it and work through it. But, you know, even as into sports as we are like I said from the beginning, there are so many things that you just take for granted that you know in your head belongs in fantasy. And then when you start building it, you completely forget about that thing. There's so many nuances and details in it that you're just like, I wouldn't have even thought about this thing, which then makes this thing work, which then makes this thing work. And so it's an interesting, it's been really interesting. And I have a newfound respect for anybody who's built a fantasy site because there is so much that goes into it that 
I mean, if you take the time to do it, my hat's off to you having gone there and, and done it now because it is a very, very intricate and and tough process. And we're not even done. We're, you know, we're in the early stages of it and there's a lot more that we're going to be doing. And it's just, you know, no matter how much you and your developers might know about sports, you need all that redundancy because somebody's going to find the thing that somebody else didn't think about that's going to make the entire site work. I know you were mentioning uh, uh, some of those things that you didn't think of before, but what is it about particularly the aspect of some of those things that you noticed that weren't in there, the nuances? And what did you notice that through the trial and error that you felt, oh, this is what we missed. But what is it that you feel like you ended up noticing in the whole aspect? Yeah, Ben, I can take the first crack at it. I think for us, the most eye-opening thing was the intricacies and the complexity of just drafting, right? So think about it. There's a reason why when you're on ESPN or Yahoo or CBS, when you hit enter draft, it pops up into a whole new window because you have 12 to 14 players at a time and they're all sinking to different picks and the clock is ticking for 15 different people all at the same time and all those moving pieces have to work in accordance. I think that was our biggest eye-opening, you know, like this is going to be a climb up a giant hill. I don't know if it's Mount Everest, but it's pretty steep. And, you know, we were committed from the beginning, but I think that was our first like, okay, let's step back and realize the, the kind of the bear that we're, we're approaching. So and I, you guys go ahead. But that, to me, it was the draft was the first like, wow, this is, this is yeah. going to be a task. I think that's definitely right. I think it's it's scoring categories and knowing where you're going to put them and which ones to include. And then it's it's realizing that there's so many categories that you can make be a part of the game and remembering to make them all be a part of the game. The ability to be able to modify what categories you want to use in your league, what positions you want to use in your league. And then remembering that players play different positions. And so you've got to assign those players those positions. Especially historically, it gets a little hard, but it's funny because – historically people played positions that you wouldn't have thought they played. And so you've got guys that are have point guard status that you would think of as a center, but they played a significant number of games in their career there back in the day and all that stuff. And so it's those little details that you wouldn't necessarily be the first thing you think about and you get down the line and you're like, Oh wait, we have to factor in all of these things for it. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing as Willie when I was thinking about like the draft was hugely complex. And again, I think this is true of fantasy sites and just websites in general, how much if you're not into coding, how much you take for granted about the operations of these websites. And so be like explaining what we wanted out of a draft, them talking like going back that back and forth over what was possible and what needed to be done. That was very like Willie said, that was very eye opening. To you, I mean, does it take into account position changes as particular players get older, the decline in skills and things like that? I know like we can always talk about Magic really basically from the early days that he was basically a point guard. And then when he came back from his retirement, that he uh, became a small forward sort of point forward position when he was playing with the Lakers at that time. Right. And so because of that, he's eligible in both. So you can start him in either. But I mean, there are two parts of his career and they're real to his career. At some point, you know, as we get down, maybe what we'll do is we'll split him into two different players because he kind of is two different players. But right now, Magic's one guy. And so you you could get the game from the first part of his career, the game from the second part of his career. But because of it, you can start him in either position. Yeah, it's very interesting, especially when you see I rarely do you see that and maybe in football or so someone changing a position but mainly yeah. basketball or, or baseball especially you can see somebody who's very fleet-footed outfielder eventually becomes uh immobile we can use the mickey mantle for example eventually he moves from center field to the corner outfield and then eventually the first base later in his career and that's something that really makes you uh think okay will it put all these things into account 
Right. Right. And, you, and I mean, I hold to the fact that if it was a big part of their career, then it, it belongs in their ability to be used, particularly in our historical encore of their career that's going on here. Like we you, you should be able to kind of utilize everything that they did. When it comes to comparing what you guys offered to some of the other sites without naming names, if you don't want to, about what who lacks certain things, what is it that you feel like some of those other websites lacked compared to what you guys have? And what did you guys maybe sort of cherry pick that you noticed that they did well that you felt like you could really boost upon? Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that lacks in the fantasy world out there, and I don't want to speak disparagingly of any site, but the biggest thing that lacks out there in the fantasy world is a connectivity and a transparency, not just of being able to see what your friends are doing in the league you're in with them, but being able to see what your friends are doing in all the leagues that they're in. We all have experienced the Monday conversation or the Tuesday conversation about, you know, oh, who do you have going tonight? What are your scores? What are you doing with all that stuff? And it's coming from it's over text, it's over Gchat, or it's over instant message, whatever it is. And it's over multiple sites. I've got my Yahoo site, my ESPN site, my whatever. You can't see any of that in one place and be able to just look. I can't see what Michael did in all of his other leagues, which to me in this day and age, that kind of lack of transparency to see that is crazy. And so what our social element does is it opens a window to all that to where I can see what Willie's teams did while it's happening. I can go in and see how he's doing in his leagues while it's happening. And so the conversation is already primed on Monday where I can go, I can just go onto his activity feed and comment and be like, guess you need that 0.5 points tonight. So that's the biggest element that I think is lacking in fantasy sports today is that social connectivity. When you guys mentioned the social connectivity part of it, and of course you mentioned you can see everything and things like that. How does it work with interacting with those users as well? Because I remember playing something like a Yahoo or mainly I played Yahoo just because it seems like it was a, a little easier, a little more user friendlier than compared to like an ESPN or something like that. But how do you make the social aspect of it greater when it comes to commenting and reaching out to some of your your foes and teammates? We made it so, so basically if you're, connected with someone on the site if they're in your fan club basically you have an activity feed on the site and basically anytime they join a pool or do a draft in a league or you know their league has a result that just pops up for you you don't have to go seek it out it's just kind of like in the same way that on facebook your crazy uncle posts something and you see that without controlling it and not looking for it well this is the same kind of thing except you actually care about it and can whip on your friend for their terrible trade or terrible draft or terrible, whatever. So it's kind of like we basically created the engagement so it can come to you instead of me taking screenshots of a league on another site and then sending it to him be like, please tell me what I should do with this trade. He can just see that as it pops up. And I could be like, hey, I just finished this draft, but I need XYZ. Like, what should I do with that? And so it kind of like opens up the whole like fantasy universe. So you're not just siloed in your own leagues, you're spread out. Now you can see other leagues, you can see how other people draft, you can see how other people set their lineups, and it kind of just creates a much more kind of like a community basically for for fantasy sports. So that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah, I think it, it, that social element, you know, is probably number one, and then number two for us. I, it's important to keep talking about is that historical element because again, that opens the door for people who don't have time to manage their teams to participate in fantasy sports again, because it takes away that day-to-day management and you don't lose out on being competitive to where you check out of the league four weeks in because you don't have time to check your team. And so there's ways we're going to incorporate that into live leagues that 
I'll go in season with the NFL, with baseball and all that, which are going to help users out, particularly casual users, but also keep, you know, what's happening in play. So there's a lot of things we're going to roll out on that front. But I think that's going to be one of the bigger contributions that we make because it does bring a lot more potential fantasy players to the table. And Earl, one more aspect we hope to bring to the site relatively soon is uh, sort of a hybrid version. So instead of basically you could have Patrick Mahomes' live stats on Sunday and then Eric Dickerson and Randy Moss as your running back and your wide receiver. So instead of having to worry about 12 guys in a roster, you only have to worry about four or five guys. So it's that maintenance, it's that time you know that you have to spend on the site are all decreased and we make it a more friendly user experience than other game modes that are out there now. So I look forward to that. That's something we hope to bring to the site fairly soon. Interestingly enough, we have one comment that says, uh, what do you guys think about giving a DK Metcalf for Chris Carson? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> We're high on DK. Yeah, I guess it would depend on what kind of league you're in with that one. Yeah, it's interesting just seeing uh, the aspect of what you guys were doing. I noticed that when you did the rollout and things like that, how did you try to at least get the word out through word of mouth and things like that? And how 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 did that work? And what other means did you try doing to try to get it out often? Yeah, so we've had pretty good success um, initially getting this out. We we one thing that we've added to the site that's unique that doesn't um, that that's kind of also came out of our brain our brain area. Um, actually, Willie used to run this before we had the site. It's called our Pick Twenty Two Pool, and it originated with the uh, March Madness and you know the NCAA tournament. And it's a pretty simple structure. It's a pretty simple pick and pool. You know, all the teams are seated. And you pick four teams who see equal 22 points and you get one point every time they win a game. And so that was the first game that we launched on the site. And we had a lot of success bringing people in with that for our major tournament for that. And we've kind of taken that format and we've, we've morphed it into several other sports and been able to use it in different ways. We've got an NFL pick 22 right now. We had an NCAA football pick 22, NBA, we did an Olympics pick 22 and we're are going to be launching our MLB playoffs home run pick 22 up here. It'll be coming out next week sometime. So we've had a lot of fun creating these sort of pretty easy games that really anybody can play because it's as simple as picking a couple of teams and then you just sit there and watch what they do throughout whatever the event is that's going on. And Will, you could talk a little bit more about that, but that was our first user engagement push was that pick 22 pool and the March Madness. And we had a lot of success with that. We're up over 1600 users now. So we've had some pretty good success with these games, just kind of bringing people on. Yeah, it's a game that I've been running. Yeah, I've just been doing my own private pool for I, I don't know how long uh, at this point. But yeah, like Ben said, it's, you know, you got 64 or, you know, 68, but really 64 teams in the NCAA tournament. You got to pick four teams whose seeds equal 22. So you can do a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, and a 16 seed. That works. Or you can go a more balanced approach where, you know, you do four, six, eight, and a four, you know, whatever works. And it's relatively easy on the back end for us to create new formats of these games per sport. So we've been slowly building users that way. And then the really fun one that we just came up with that we're about ready to roll out, like Ben just mentioned, is the Major League Baseball Playoffs Home Run Challenge, essentially is what it's going to be called. And we'll have the top 64 hitters in baseball. So obviously the, the teams aren't set. And you'll have, you know, one through 16 seeds, four comms. You pick four hitters and whoever has the most home runs of those four selections will become our champion this year. So again, it's, it's another easy way to follow along the playoffs. You know, you want to root for your team, but you also want to root for Yadier Molina. Nobody wants to root for Yadier. Just off the, just off the top of your head. I just randomly off the top of my head. Oh, what was something that you guys, I sort of, 
been trying to work on to add. I know that something that you felt you guys were a very ambitious idea to do, but felt like maybe you need a little more time to work on it before that you're looking to roll out in the near future. Hmm. Season, uh, I mean, season long fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it's a core game for us, but we've only been able to get one done and, and we're working on the others and we'll have them out. I mean, the NBA is what we have in there, but it's a bigger process than what we thought it would be. There's a lot of things that are going to take more time to be on there, but we're going to have a lot more games on there, whether it's uh, squares, pools, whether it's DFS, fantasy abilities. You know, there's a lot of things that we're going to add. So, you know, it's hard to say what the one thing, because there's many things that we just haven't gotten to yet that we're still young in our build on this. But probably Michael's right. I mean, traditional is is the, the next thing that's on there for us. And we're going to get to it. It's just taking us a little time to, to get that build in. Where is the next step for Encore Fantasy Games? What do you see it going in the near future? I know after this one season, after the playoffs here, where do you see it going in a year and then a couple of years and even 10 years down the road? I know sometimes it's like putting the cart before the horse, but where do you guys see yourself in a few years? Yeah. So I, I think the big thing for us is, is we're trying to create a new free space where you can come and enjoy sports. And whether it's fantasy or whether it's a social aspect around sports, we're trying to create that new medium that people will go to. And that when they hear Encore Fantasy Games, they'll think, oh, that's my kind of sports home. And, you know, you can go and you can go on Twitter, you can go on Facebook and you can see conversations that are happening in sports, but you're also inundated with all the other things that are out there that you maybe don't want to be pestered with. And we've created a new sports focused only place where you can do that. And so for us, I think the vision is we're going to continue to improve our, we're going to add our games. We're going to improve our games and build the best possible traditional season long DFS games that you can do. We're going to have the historical elements in there, but more than anything, we're going to create a new social hub where people can engage, talk about what's going on in the sports world, interact with each other and it's it's dedicated to that and it's its own unique uh, vertical i'll just add on that we've done some research people aren't married to fantasy platforms you know they use them because they either were told to use them or that's just what they've always used so you know our goal in five years down the road is to build a site that has all the features that people have become used to with these added ones that really attract people to the site whether they're more hardcore fantasy users like like the four of us where they're more casual people, I think that's generally a, like that's what we see as the vision. Like we're bringing both those sides together, and whether that includes you know pick twenty two pools, which are way easier for a casual person to just like set it and forget it, or we're talking daily fantasy sports where people love to get into it every day, like during a baseball season or every week during a football season. Like we want all of that to be on the site. So that's kind of I think what our goal in the next couple of years to build out. And I see that you've got so many things ranging all the way from baseball, basketball, traditional sports to winter sports, UFC and things like that. Is there anything, any other particular sport that you haven't added yet that you're looking forward to adding in the near future as well? Yeah, I mean, soccer, more golf. We're going to put a lot of that kind of stuff in there. I mean, we there's a lot of things we're looking forward to. Hockey, which is a new one that we want to get in there and explore. And then at some point when we've hit all those things, I want to expand beyond that to rugby, to cricket, to things that are international sports that have huge followings but aren't necessarily optimized on that. And so, you know, there's a, there's a big part of it and a lot of things that we want to add. Our biggest thing right now is, is, you know, as our users get on, and the one thing that I help all of our users when they join realize is we need people on there basically breaking the site right now so we can make it better. Like we're in that sort of post-beta stage where we're adding more things to it and we need people on there coming in and saying, hey, your baby's ugly and here's why. 
because that's what's going to help us get better. I mean, really, there's no pride. There's no ego in this for us. We're trying to build a site that everybody's going to like. And we're trying to build a site that is ad-free and free to use. That's the other part of it for us. We're trying to stay away from any sort of selling at you or doing anything. We want it to be a purely free and interactive social site for that. So that's going to be the big thing. But we want it to include all sports. And we want to go across all levels like that. Anything else that maybe you want to particularly add that I haven't touched on that you think would be good to know and understand? Join the yeah. site. Fun. <laughs> Takes two seconds to sign up. Just come in and explore. Yeah. yeah. What I just said, come in, break the site and tell us how you broke it so we can fix it. And then tell us what you want to see better on it. That's what we want right now. I mean, that's the biggest part of this, you know, because there's going to be things that we don't see and things that we think that we saw that we thought were right, but we could be wrong about it. And so our whole motto and all our whole method on this is, you know, it's only going to be good if people think it's good and not because we think it's good. And so that's where it's at. We, we want this to be a social home for people. We want people to interact on it. We want people to come in, create the games, try them out, tell us what's, what works and does it. And we're going to keep adding to them. Is there anything you want to give a shout out to? Anything else you want to promote? How can people reach out to you guys on social media as well? Yeah, our Twitter is at Encore Fantasy. Our Instagram is at Encore Fantasy Games. And our Facebook is, you can find us at Encore Fantasy Games as well. Um, we post all the time. So that's a great way to follow us and in, in all things. And then as soon as you sign up, you get it added to our email list. And so we're always pushing new updated sports information and, and recaps of how each week went. So kind of the traditional ways you can find us It's on our website and just surf around and come experience it with us. Is there accessibility on the Android and iPhone apps as well? Yep. Yep. Mobile and desktop too. How much work goes into adding something like that, especially for mobile apps and things like that? How much work went into that as well? And go ahead. <laughs> a lot. There, it's, it's a work in progress. So you can do a lot on the app. You can do the social elements. You can see our news feeds. You can see our pick 22 pools and your picks and you can follow along in there. You can't play the uh, season long historical NBA on the app yet, but we're hoping to have that set up soon. And then we'll add more on it. It's a lift. It's one thing to create a website. It's another thing to create a website and an app and, you know, and make them all talk to each other. And so it's, it's been a process, but it's fun to kind of get in there and do these things and, and figure out what it is that you don't know. Being able to get insight on what it takes to build a fantasy sports website from the ground up was very intriguing. I look forward to checking out some of the site's options as well as what they plan to add in the future. Next time, the MLB playoffs begin, and I will talk with fans of several of the teams who made the postseason and those who fell just short of October in our inaugural MLB playoff preview. As always, all episodes of The Sports Refuge can be found wherever podcasts are heard, including Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, as well as on The Sports Refuge website. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a mention, which we'll read on a future episode. Until next time, this is Earl Holland saying thanks for listening and have a good one. You've been listening to the Sports Refuge podcast. For more information about our show and our guests, go to our website at thesportsrefuge.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Sports Refuge, on Instagram at Sports Refuge Sports Blog, and on Facebook at The Sports Refuge Sports Blog. Thank you for listening.